Hello, and welcome to Health and Fitness Redefined. I am your host, Anthony Amen. Join me today as we take a dive into the world of health and fitness, where we learn how to overcome adversity, depict fact first fiction, and see health and fitness in a whole new light. Today, guys, we are going to do a very awesome episode, and I'm pretty excited to talk all about this. And I'm sure a lot of listeners chose this episode strictly because of the title. But first, let's welcome to the show, Chris Riley. Chris, welcome, buddy. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am super excited to have you here. Chris and I met through a brewing company. And before, I don't want to get too much in detail about that, but we all know that's going to be the premise of the show. But first, I want to hear about you. I know you were telling me you run marathons, which I could never run a marathon, but... (laughs) what got you into running marathons and tell tell us about that story there's got to be a backstory to it there is um and it does kind of escalate gently or so i keep telling myself um so about six years ago i decided i wanted to be more active i had gained a lot of weight towards the end of college um i got my freshman 15 in my senior year uh, per se, I guess you could say. Um, and so I wanted to get more active. And so I started running cause I didn't have a gym membership or anything. I would run around the neighborhood I was living in, which was about probably 3.1 miles. So a 5k. And I couldn't even run a mile fully. I was, my endurance was that non-existent at that point. Uh, so I just started doing that and then I try to run a mile and then, a little bit more. That was my first goal. Run a mile. All right, you've done that. Now let's do two miles. Now let's do three miles. All right, well, you can do three miles. Let's sign up for a 5K. Um, I, actually, I shouldn't say let's sign up for a 5K. What really happened with that one is one of my friends said, let's, you want to run this 5K with me? And I said, why the hell would I ever want to do that? I can barely run as it is. And he said, there's free beer at the end. So I said, okay, where do I sign up? That's it always gets me. You're paying 25 bucks at least to run a 5K. The most expensive, one of the most expensive beer. beers you will ever get. And you also have to go through physical pain and exertion to get it. <laughs> but why, like, why does that always make it so much better? It's just like, all right, if I can get to this 5K, I'll drink this beer. But yet I could have just gone to the bar. Because it tastes so much better. Like when you're tired and everything, that cool, crisp beer, the carbs, just the refuel. There's something about that type of beer that just tastes so much better. And what are you drinking now? I actually just got a shipment of Athletic Brewing's All Out Stout. And today I stuck this in the freezer right when I came home from work. So it's Still a little warmer than I would like, but I figured I should at least rep the brand. Um, but yes, it's it's good. Um, I haven't had this in a while, in a couple of years, um, but it's good. It's malty, it's coffee, a little bit of smokiness to it. I like it. I really like it. I haven't had that one yet. I got to make sure I do. But go ahead. You're, you're running 5Ks. Your friend forces you to go. Yes. What's next? Free beer. Um, so then that was about four years ago, four and a half years ago. Um, and so I started running 5Ks. That distance got easier for me. Um, and then eventually I did a 10K here and there, but still I wasn't really quite ready for it. And I hadn't been doing any type of 
following a training plan or anything like that. I was just kind of getting up and going. Um, and then January of 2018, there's a 20-mile 20 20 race that happened in September. And in January, a couple of my friends and I decided, hey, let's do it. We have nine months to train. It's 20 miles. We can do this. One of them got injured and the other one ended up having a wedding to go to that weekend. So I was left going, well, damn. I hadn't been the best at training because I'd never run, never thought about running or going that distance at all. And then comes the ego and my mother. Those two things, when they collide, I guess great things can happen. It's, it's usually the ego. My mother is actually my other ear saying, why are you doing this stuff? Well, exactly. And my mother's a physical therapist. Um, she's been one for 40 years. So she, she knows what she's talking about when she says stuff like, maybe you shouldn't do this because you haven't trained at all and you're two weeks out of the race. So my ego then goes, hey, you said I can't hold my beer and watch this. So I did the 20 mile race. And then at that point, I was thinking to myself, okay, I've done 20 without training. There's no reason why I can't do 26.2 with training. There's no reason. Um, and my dad had run the Boston Marathon three times while I was growing up. So I was kind of familiar with the Boston Marathon and everything. So I set my sights on that. Um, to start kick off my training for that last year in 2019, I did the Disney World Star Wars half marathon um, to kind of kick off the training because I was in April. And then in June, I joined the local running club, Charm City Run. I'm from Baltimore and we're known as Charm City down here. Um, so Charm City Run does running clubs. They do half marathons, full marathon training, ultras, 5Ks, 10Ks, all this stuff. Um, and so I joined their marathon training program to do the Cape Cod Marathon last October because um, I didn't want Boston to be my first ever marathon. I wanted to get at least one under my belt so I knew how my body reacted. I knew what the training would be, the time commitments and all of that. So I ended up training for the Cape Cod Marathon last October. Um, that was really fun. It was brutal going through it. It was raining and oh, wind gusts up to 40 miles an hour, headwinds. And you're running along the so You're running field. way longer than 26 miles with the headwinds. My Garmin said I ran 28. <laughs> Um, and then you also have the like ocean spray coming up and crashing over the sea walls and everything. So you're covered in sweat and salt water and the rain just feels like thumbtacks blowing at your face because it's coming in so hard and fast. And But it was an awesome experience. It really was. Um, so after that, I then joined up with a charity to run the Boston Marathon because there's no way in hell I'm going to qualify for a sub three hour marathon as my second marathon. There's just, there's no way. Um, so I got a bib number for the Joey O'Donnell cystic fibrosis center at Massachusetts general hospital for children. Wow. Uh, it's a mouthful, which is why I'm looking up like reading through all the taglines in my brain. 
Uh, my mom works for MGH, so she was able, and she has contacts uh, with the cystic fibrosis department there because she primarily does pediatric physical therapy. Um, so she was able to get me in contact with them. I applied for a bib number for their charity team. And last November, I launched my fundraiser to get $6,500 to go towards cystic fibrosis research. Um, so that's kind of the caveat to running with the charity team. You get a bib number, but you have to raise all this money to do it. So I was doing fundraisers and guest bartending nights and Super Bowl square selling and all that stuff. Um, so I did that, got all the money right before COVID really got crazy. Um, and then the marathon was supposed the Boston marathon this year was supposed to happen in April. It got postponed to September and then it went virtual. Um, so I ran that about a month ago, um, at a local trail down here, uh, 13.1 up, turn around 13.1 back. Um, and that mimosa I had after did taste really good. So that was a $6,500 mimosa I had going back to the original point. <laughs> so you didn't even get a chance to run it. So you just had to do uh, a virtual. Yeah, I haven't run the actual Boston Marathon course yet. Wow. Next year. Next year. Yeah, I got my run it sub again. three hours. I am, I am determined to run the Boston Marathon course on marathon Monday at some point. Um, so I'm just going to, I'm just going to throw this little side bar here. This, I don't do these, this marathon stuff. Okay. <laughs> the straight running that I don't have the mental capacity for that. Cause it is a mental game. Oh, absolutely. But I did like, I just related. So this <laughs> untrained just said ego got in the way. I signed up for the Spartan beast, which is the hardest one. And just said, I'm going in blind. Yep. Yeah. That's a half marathon for those that don't know. It's 13.1 miles, except up a mountain with obstacles. It took us six and a half hours. Cause I'll you can't the run for you at the end. Yeah. Well, we didn't know, which we learned later is all like I used to do tough mutters but they give you water like in between and stuff like that. The point of the Spartan beast was for you to be self-sufficient. So I had no water. I had no gummies. Uh, we just, I fiance and I just went and um, hurt for about a week and a half afterwards. But yeah. after that, I was like, everything else is easy. It's fine. Yeah. It gives you a new sense of what you can accomplish. Yeah. And let me tell you, going right into our point, is the beer they give you. Joe, if you're watching the show, no Coors Light. Are oh, you God, serious? No, 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 no. Get a craft brewery to sponsor it for you. Yeah, I mean, you make me run 13 miles, and then you're going to say, here's one of the world's shittiest beers. 13 miles uphill. Uphill, and you get a Coors Light, and we both look at each other and go, No. I'm not even want that. <laughs> That's, That's like, not even worth it. When I was your age, we had to walk to school uphill both ways in the snow. <laughs> it's just that there's something about that dynamic between yeah. do this horrible thing that you know you're going to feel good afterwards, but don't and worry, you get a beer. beer. 
yeah, and drink this horrendous beer. And then Tough Mudder went to, uh, oh man, what's the name of that orangey beer? Blue Moon. Oh yeah. And I was like, really? They were at Shock Top at one point, I think. That's what it was. Shock Top. It's the same oh. thing. Okay. Yeah, I did. So I did a the... Tough Mudder. I did a Tough Mudder in like 2017, I think. Um, and it was there was Shock Top at the end. Yeah. Was, yeah. Now that Spartan owns Tough Mudder, it better not become Corey's. No, it better become Shock Top. All of it. <laughs> or just something better. I, I'm just going to let a little disclaimer to my audience here. Big beer snob. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I'm going to spend money on it, I want to enjoy it. Yeah. And I, I kind of want to talk about first a different point. Well, well, I'll just tell you where we're going with this. So I like to talk about alcohol, everyone's favorite substance. Most spears are delicious, but alcohol can be in any forms that we all know. We've all had all of them. So what made you start having non-alcoholic beer? Because I think that's an important topic to talk about, even though I know you have both, but what made you start gearing yourself towards that? So getting into the non-alcoholic scene, um, it kind of started about a year and a half ago. My dad found Athletic, excuse me, and um, they bought a few six packs and brought them home. And I tried them, and they were they weren't bad. They were pretty good, um, but I didn't really have any idea of what I was getting into or anything like that. Um, and then with the last probably 12 months or so, 12 to 18 months, I really started thinking more about what I was putting into my body in terms of food, where my nutrients were coming from, how much activity I was doing, running, lifting, all that stuff. Um, and then with marathon training, I wanted, we, our long runs were on Saturday mornings at 6.30 in the morning, we were meeting. And wow. so I wanted to be able to, I still want to be able to come home from work and have a beer, but I didn't want to wake up hungover the next morning and need to run 16 miles. Cause that's just, no, uh, <laughs> just um, no, <laughs> just no, so many different types of no. Um, and so I started ordering some athletic and because it had the, mouthfeel had the carbonation it had the flavors it had all the stuff that i wanted in a beer minus the alcohol um and then i became an ambassador of it and i linked up with now the co-hosts of the podcast i host and it just exploded from there i had no idea there were so many different non-alcoholic beers wines and spirits out there so I started this past summer while in quarantine, just ordering uh, Bravis and Athletic and Two Roots and all of these different places and trying the wines and ordering spirits and just getting really kind of jumping in head first here because I figured I have nothing to lose. There's, there's literally nothing to lose here and everything to gain. Um, and so I, again, keeping mind of watching what was going into my body, wanting to live healthier and live my fullest life possible. 
I saw this as a way to do it. And I'm by no means 100% sober. Um, I do still enjoy an alcoholic beer. Cocktail. Favorite beer, go. Favorite beer? Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> Tough one. Uh, Favorite type of beer? It really depends on the season, though. Favorite fall type of beer? <laughs> um, I I do love um, a good vice beer. Okay. Um, I, I also like IPAs. I think that's kind of a cop out answer a little bit. Um, I got it I got is. nothing against IPAs, but there's a brewery here in Maryland, Manor Hill, that does an awesome IPA. It's light. It's refreshing. I can blast through a six pack of them in an afternoon. I mean, I would just go up to Delaware and hit up one of my favorite breweries. Dogfish. Oh my gosh. Uh, Dogfish 120 minute IPA. No, not that one. That'll put you out at 18%. This is my problem. Ready? IPAs. I love the hops. I've actually eaten a hop hole because I'm psycho. But in the club. Yeah, fair enough. And I don't like when it, alcohol, when you get above that 10% mark, the, it's very sweet. Mm-hmm. And I don't like the sweetness in the IPA. I like the bitterness. Yeah. So the 60 minutes delicious. And then the founders all day IPA. It's yep. just, I could drink that all day if it was not alcoholic, but yeah. <laughs> um, an annual seasonal one that I really like is anchor steam every year does a new, a different like holiday stout. So every year they come out with a different stout that they brew just for that year and the holidays. And that's it. You can't, if you don't get it sucks to suck they're not making that recipe and every year they change it that's um, pretty cool so some years it's a big hit others not as much um and then mad elf by troves mad elf is really good that's also higher alcohol content abv as well so you can't yeah you like the sweet ones man <laughs> i don't know why i don't <laughs> i don't really like i'm not a big dessert person or anything like that there's just some days where it's like all right it's time for me to not do anything i have no more obligations i'm having a 14 percenter and calling it a day <laughs> i i can't say anything my, i'm a pumpkin beer drinker so i i know shipyard pumpkin head oh, that one's really good that one's really good what i'll do is i'll do um some cinnamon sugar around the rim of the glass and then pour it in there. That's that's delicious. It complements it very well. Yeah, I see. I'm getting off topic now, going way too much into how much I love beer. <laughs> you so you were basically you're waking up at six thirty a.m. You're running a bunch. You decided that you can't really drink. Was there anything else that really pushed you towards that route, or is there any other reason why you still drink it? Like, there's got to be more to this. I, I feel it in my bones. <laughs> Um, now you're making me dig for some existential answer. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it really was to live healthier. Um, it, I noticed that I'm more focused during the week. I'm more alert at work. Um, I'm less pessimistic. Um, I used to be really sarcastic and bitter. Because um, you were hungover. Well, I was hungover and just... It, it, you're never hung over for just one day because it takes more than one day to fully get over a hangover. 
let me let me give you a, something out of the box and i know you're going to relate to this because only people who work out a lot feel this when you drink you get that hangover everyone describes for like the first 48 hours realistically yeah but physical activity especially a lot of it like your marathon runs your heavy weightlifting it's a week yeah you feel oh, a week later you feel weaker still and it's yeah. just like <sighs> these deadlifts suck more than yeah. they normally do why am i lifting half the amount of weight and crying <laughs> hurt on the inside and out <laughs> yeah and i just it really just got to the point where i was fed up with clearly not being as productive or active as i could be and wanted to be um and then i found the non-alcoholic community and it's just it's such a supportive community overall that i think part of it part of the reason why i was so hesitant to get into it is because i knew all of my friends and i mean just give me constant shit why are you drinking that you're not gonna get drunk i, I would never drink that it's a shitty knockoff beer it's like you haven't even tried it like i get the same shit so i'm just laughing because i'm related yeah and so finding the non-alcoholic scene it normalized it for me so that helped me almost i guess build the confidence to get into the scene itself and then i just when i was kind of like dancing my way around the pool like dipping a toe in here and there and then I joined on with, with athletic and just jumped into the deep end and went for it full blown, full steam ahead. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of backstory of mine. I don't even think my audience knows. So it's great to bring up, but I want to get your reaction on this. <laughs> Shocker in college, borderline alcoholic. No, I probably was an alcoholic Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I, Built my tolerance up to drinking 15 beers a night. Ooh. Yeah. Like I said, border. No, definitely. <laughs> Chronically hungover. But anyway, two years after I graduated college, I'm still going out drinking Friday, Saturday, Sunday, running up too high of a bar tab, but whatever. And I give, like you, you gave credit to your mother. I'm giving all the credit in the world to my mother and i hope you're listening to this and saying wow i helped my son so my mom came to me one day and she's like anthony you know i don't mind you drinking but you're drinking a lot why and she's like i'm worried for you she's like you know what she knows i'm competitive i'm a very competitive person she goes i'll make a bet with you i was like what she's like you don't have a sip of alcohol and then you could tell me not to do something. I was like, deal. I want you to stop eating sweets. She's like, deal. So we made this bet. <laughs> Neither She wasn't going to have any sweets. I was going to have no alcohol. We made it six months. Six months. We were on a cruise together. And we both look at each other after six months of this and just go, nah, this is done. <laughs> Tie. <laughs> We, we acknowledge that we're both equally competitive. Yeah. <laughs> but it helped me because I, I tried drinking again and I just felt like shit. And yep. then it was like two beers. I was tipsy when it used yeah. to take 15. My tolerance was gone. Yep. The hangovers, three days. 
And I started right around this time really getting a passion to build myself. And this mm -hmm. is what I was talking about, the little existential stuff you were getting into yeah. about why I don't really, I, I'll have a beer, like an alcoholic beer once or twice a month at best. Mm -hmm. But that's because I was waking up at 5 a.m., five days a week because I run a gym. And now it's at the point where I don't need the brain fog. I'm running a podcast. I'm running a gym. I'm trying to change the world. And if I have brain fog, which I get already from bad allergies, like yeah. if I'm going to make that worse with alcohol, like it's going to kill. I might, I don't know. I might get that phone call. that's going to change my life. And I can't sell that person or like do something about it because I'm hungover. Yeah. How many opportunities in my life did I miss because I was too hungover to take care of them? That's what bothers me. Yeah. Mind blowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think everyone realizes just how much of an impact alcohol can have on the human body physiologically. And I think if they did it, a lot more people might be more into the non-alcoholic movement that's happening. And that's, that's part of what I want to do is help jumpstart it and advocate for it through a healthier lifestyle overall. Um, so I, I definitely see where it comes from that and hundred percent relate to it. Absolutely. So what would your advice be? Like if someone came to you and said, Chris, you know, I'm drinking, man. Uh, what do you, what's your advice? How, how, how do I get into this? I'm not really feeling the non-alcoholic vibe. They might not like the taste of beer, but they feel like they need to drink. Like that's what me and you do. We love the taste of beer. It's not yeah. the alcohol. Yeah. So what kind of advice could you give someone to really understand and start down this kind of journey or maybe just drink less? Cause I'm not going to say sober completely. That's boring, yeah. but less. <laughs> and we've just blacklisted everyone on my social media. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say, first off, if you really think you have a true dependency on it, you need to seek help for your alcohol relationship because it can become an addiction and incredibly self-destructive. Um, if you do believe that you have an, a full-blown dependency and very negative relationship with it. Um, and a lot of people who are alcoholics and recovering, ongoing recovering alcoholics, they still can't touch a non-alcoholic beer because it's so triggering for them. Yeah. There are some people who are recovering alcoholics who still won't touch it because they're afraid it's going to be a gateway back to their old ways and they don't want anything to do with that. So that's what I would say if they think they have a really bad relationship and they think it's a not a bad relationship, then they're just like a Friday night. Let's get hammered. Just a Friday night thing. They want to start living healthier. I would say find a couple breweries, order some of their sample packs because pretty much every brewery out there has a sample pack. Um, the best part is you can order this stuff online. Yeah, I didn't know they shipped it to your house until I started doing this. That's awesome. Yeah, you don't get beer to, shipped. You don't have to go to the liquor store. You don't have to go to the brewery. You can order it online. <laughs> um, so you're saving money in a, in a, of it in of yourself that way. You don't have to spend the gas money. There you go. Um, but find find a couple breweries. Um, sample sample their mix packs. I would recommend my main ones. Um, 
athletic, obviously, because that's just that seems to be in this country the kind of gold standard by which a lot of other breweries are trying to compare their beers to to get to that standard. Um, Surreal is another big one. Um, Bravis, Two Roots. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I have. I'm looking at my refrigerator because I have a bunch of beer stickers on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's a ton of them. And then if they like wines, there's Free, there's Ariel. Um, those are kind of the two, two real big ones in this country. Um, and then there's some spirits, there's liars, there's um, zero proof, there's seed lip, um, and a couple others are cropping up here and there. So they really have non-alcoholic versions of whatever you want. You want and an old Guinness. Guy. I saw that. Guinness today. is coming out. Yeah, that's this week's big news. Guinness is doing 0.0. .0. I am getting me. A 12 pack of that. <laughs> I am going to tap all of my friends who are in Ireland and say, I don't care. Tell customs you're sending them some true Irish souvenirs. And are they shipping it out to the US? I don't know. I hope so. I might die. Or just go to Ireland. Yeah, right. I mean, that's the next logical. Talk about an expensive beer. <laughs> yeah. I went to Ireland just to get this. A non-alcoholic beer. I was at the Guinness factory. They had the right on top there. Uh, it's so much better. It's just, it's oh different. God. The water is different. It, the surroundings, the environment. Um, they actually opened the Guinness storehouse and brewery here in Maryland. It's like half an hour from there. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, for, for a time, they could only brew Guinness Blonde because they couldn't get the customs approval to import the yeast for the Guinness stout. So they couldn't brew the stout here. So they had to import it. Which I think wow. is funny. That's just, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I want to, I want to ask you a trivia question. I know the answer, but I want to see if you know the answer. Are you like trivia? Yeah. All right. How many calories per gram is there in alcohol? I'm going to say 64. 64? Per, per gram? Put it this way. Fats are nine, carbs okay. are four, and okay. protein is four. So how much is alcohol? <laughs> um, it's not four. That would be too easy. Eight? I'll go the middle ground. You're close. Seven. Okay. Calories per gram. So how many grams of alcohol are in a standard can of beer? I can tell you a shot is, will it be the same for a standard can, wouldn't it? Because it's the same type of alcohol content. Uh, bah, 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 bah. There's 140 calories in it. So if you divide 140 divided by 70, 20. So a great example to get to people, if I took a shot of vodka, and it could vary a little bit based on vodka tequila, but if I will go with vodka, it's 140 calories, no matter what brand it is. I don't care what it says. That's what it is. 
So now you start doing the beers where standard is three and a half percent. Now you're going five, six. Yeah. Before, you can have a 300, 400 calorie beer and not even know it because <laughs> it's not labeled. And that, well, that's, that's one thing that's interesting about like, I know there is some gin that says it's zero calories, but it's not actually zero calories. It's, it ends up being just calorically neutral, right? Yeah. So it's empty carbs. Alcohol is empty carbs. Yeah. Your body has no process for it basically, but it still has to digest it. It still has to turn it in. uh, Don't quiz me on the chemicals and the processes of breaking down alcohol. It happens. It goes to the liver, becomes something that becomes something and then stored as something else. And yeah, then stored at something else and ATP, ADP, cellular yeah, respiration, yeah. stuff. And we wake up the next morning with a hangover. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and you're secreting all of it through your skin, urine, sweating, and all that good stuff. All the fun stuff that everyone likes waking up and you could tell someone had a binge the night before just by smelling them. Yeah. Regardless if you showered, guys. The second you start sweating in the gym, I can tell. Yep. It goes, whoo! What is that? It is right. So, let's kind of start wrapping this up. I want you to give us some last minute pointers. Talk about your social impact with beer talk about anything else that you feel like we're missing on this topic that you think is important for people to kind of take home with them yeah um i would say if you're considering trying to live healthier but you don't want to lose the social fixation of hanging out with people you literally have nothing to lose by going to a bar and ordering a non-alcoholic drink if they have it. It'll probably be like O'Doul's or Heineken or Beck's or something like that. But it's not like if you try it and don't like it, then that's one less drink that you will like that you can have because you're that much more tipsy. It's not going to get you any more drunk. You have nothing to lose. It's cheaper. It's healthier. This stout that I'm drinking is 90 calories. Yeah, That's, they're all out IPA, which is my favorite, is 70. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, IPA is 70. There's one that's like 80. Um, there, it's, it's just healthier. So if you're thinking of wanting to live healthier but don't know where to start, aside from the veggies and all that stuff, um, non-alcoholic beers, wines, and spirits are always... I was, I'm going to say a great way to go. Um, what I'm trying to do is start a conversation at a higher level to get people to become more adventurous with what they want to try and how they want to live and getting them to just give it a shot. Like you, you really don't have anything to lose. Like you don't, um, and when you go to the bar, ask the bartender to pour it into a glass and no one will know the difference if you're worried about that. Exactly. Like it, you don't have to sit there and have sit Diet Coke or water 
because then people know (laughs) they they know um so try try that um that's i guess that's really kind of my ultimate advice is you have nothing to lose and if you don't like it it's not like you blew thirty dollars on a four pack you might have blown eight dollars on a four pack like there's really nothing to lose so just go for it you you won't regret it you'll feel better um obviously if you're trying to live healthier you still have to be moving be active non-alcoholic drinks and beverages won't give you abs just because you're not drinking everything you still have to dial in the diet weight loss is still all about a caloric deficit i don't care that's how you lose weight it's a caloric deficit i the, the pills and everything usually just jack up caffeine and then you're all jittery and you still have to work out and move if you want to lose weight and get in shape. But this can be a great way to help you stay on track with your macros, stay on track with your calories and live that healthier life that you want to do. So, yeah, I mean, even, a lot of people, it's not so much the booze itself. It's what they eat afterwards when they're drunk. Yeah. What are you reaching for when you're drunk? How about when you're hungover? What are you reaching for? Grease. Yeah. <laughs> so you're actually, even if you just change that one thing, you could start not gaining weight, maybe. Yeah. Maybe you'll start breaking even instead of just constantly gaining. And I'm a big believer in trying to get yourself in the best position to set yourself up for success. And I think the biggest thing we can agree on is, you know, do you want to wake up and miss the opportunity of your lifetime or do you want to sleep through with a hangover and be miserable? Yeah. It's all about outlook. But where can people find you, Chris? Um, I am primarily on Instagram as Life of Criley. That's C-R-I-L-E-Y. My first initial last name, 28. So Life of Criley, 28 on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I have a TikTok, but that's kind of rotting in the bowels of the internet. So just, you don't need to go there. Let's stick with Instagram and TikTok is where you can find me. If you have any questions, if you have any, um, if you want any recommendations for any non-alcoholic spirits or want to talk beer or whatever, shoot me a message. Um, and I'm always happy to have a conversation. I appreciate it. And thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Health and Fitness Redefined. Don't forget to subscribe to our show and join us next week as we dive deeper into this ever-changing field. And remember, fitness is a journey, not a destination. For us, we know what it's like to feel unhealthy, depressed, and downright defeated. We want to show others there is a right way. And through fitness, you could do anything you set your mind to. Fitness can give you that motivation, confidence, energy you need to bridge that mental gap and prevent you from missing important life events. We understand it's about feeling better, living longer, and being good examples for our kids. We understand this because we live it. And for us, that's the redefined difference.